Hey guys, we are Emma and Jessica and welcome to our podcast, MSR Files, an X-Files podcast. In this episode, we are going to go over Born Again. We'll go through it scene by scene and discuss while interjecting with our own thoughts. Hope you enjoy. So this one was directed by Gerald Freeman and written by Howard Gordon and Alex Ganza. Okay, okay. So the episode opens, 14th Precinct House, Buffalo, New York. And some, some people in the street, they're just kind of like warming their hands over like a burning drum. And then like in the street, the camera pans over and a car pulls up outside a police station and two detectives go inside. So one of them greets somebody inside and they say, what ho? And I'm like, what is that greeting? <laughs> I don't get it. So, but then, all it made me think of, you've not seen Ice Age, have you? Ice Age? Ice, have you seen Ice Age? That's a cartoon. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I oh, you said Ice Age as I well. I thought you said you hadn't seen no, Ice no, Age. No, 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 I haven't seen Ice Age. have you seen the other one? Not seen the other one. What other ones? We were talking about this. I have sure. seen them. I watched <laughs> the first three, I think, in cinemas, and then right, okay. I didn't realize they'd kept making them, and I watched them all like last year when I was babysitting oh, Michael. Oh, okay. I must be thinking this one now. But there's a woman in the first film where Sid is like thinking he's the hero because he's got the food, and then he, she's past the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Webs back and hands on the back of the head, and he's like, "What ho!" <laughs> and I still quote that to this day, and yeah, that's where Roy goes. Yeah. So, just a little niche little reference for anyone who's an Ice Age fan. <laughs> so yeah, so we're agreeing. One of the detectives starts speaking, um, which we later on learn is Detective Barbala. He asks Lazard. Is it not just Lazard? I don't know. I can pick it up. I don't know. Is it Lazard? Was it Lazard? I feel like I just made up my own name. <laughs> <laughs> they asked Maggie Wheeler. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, like, so why do the night guys get a piece like you and we're stuck with old eel breath? So the camera pans over to Lazar. Lazard. <laughs> I can't remember which. I've got oh, my notes are one bit like Maggie Wheeler. Maggie Wheeler, yeah. <laughs> and then we find out that it's Janice. Maggie Wheeler. Oh my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> which also says a lot about her acting skills that she can go from that to Yay. that. <laughs> She's a brilliant actress. Legend. So Maggie Wheeler says, oh, it's fate detective conspiring to keep us apart. And it's like, oh, good jokes. They've got a good banner. <laughs> um, so she bids some farewell for You're the right, evening. Lazard. Lazard, huh? I thought it was Lazaro. <laughs> 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 Made up my own thing. That's funny. So yeah, she leaves for the night and she's just like walking down the street to go home. And then she turns and in an alley next to the station, she sees a wee girl sitting by herself, just sitting on a cardboard box. Chilling. Yeah, just, just vibing. She asks the wee girl if she's alright, if she's lost, and the girl doesn't respond, but then she does nod, so Lazard takes her inside the station. Then the camera cuts to Lazard and Barbala, they're walking through, that's a mouthful to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are walking through this, uh, the station, and Lazard says that they've got the wee girl in a holding room, that she's not talking and she won't say a word, at least not to me. And then Detective Barbala is like, oh, you're asking me to do it because you know how good I am with kids. And then she's like, yeah, regular Mr. Green jeans. And I don't know what that means. No, neither. <laughs> I was like, that must be some either 90s or American reference yeah. that we did not get. Yeah. And it just reminds me of that TikTok sound. It's like, I don't know what you mean, but it had the cadence of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
So they enter the holding room where the wee girl is sitting at a table and she is facing the window, which becomes a very important plot point later on. And Lazard introduces him and says that this is Detective Barbala is going to help find your parents. And the wee girl just doesn't even react. She just sits there staring straight ahead. It's a bit creepy. <laughs> so Barbala's like, oh, hi, like, what's your name? And then she tells him that it's Michelle. Detective Lazard reassures her and tells her not to be scared. And then she leaves the room, which is weird that you would just leave like one person yeah. with a kid. But... A child of a man yeah. is, the, uh, is the main point. Yeah, but it was the 90s, I suppose. <laughs> Times have changed. So Barbala moves around the table to sit facing Michelle. He has his back to the window. And he sits down and asks her her surname. And then she just doesn't respond. And finally she does and says that it's Bishop. So he makes a real show of writing this on his notepad. And he's like, Bishop. Michelle Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks her where she lives. And she just stares at him. And then the scene cuts to outside the station in the street at the window. And we just see it exploding outwards. And then they hear the crash through the station. So Lazard runs back to the holding room and sees the broken window. And looks out and sees a body on a car roof below. She turns to look at Michelle who just stares right back at her. Just like a straight dead stare. I'm like, this is a bit creepy. I don't like that. So we cut to the opening credit. You got what you deserve, that guy. He was a misogynistic prick. Yeah. I was like, yes. You <laughs> him out of the door. Put him in the bin where he belongs. Oh, why is it raining? I thought I could hear the rain. <laughs> It was nice earlier. I could see it moving across the bridge and I'm like, oh, oh that's like so cool. So outside the police station, news crews uh, and police cars pretty much just like surround the scene. And inside, Lazard is speaking with Mulder and Scully. So Mulder asks her, how did they hear about... Yeah, Mulder asks her, how did you hear about us? And oh my God, the height difference. <laughs> the height difference. I'm like, she's just up to his chin. It's so cute. <laughs> she's dotsy. And then Detective Lazard says that she heard about them through her brother and that he is also a cop in Baltimore. And then he told her about the work that they did in the Tombs case and says that they've got a good feel for things out of the ordinary. So Mulder and Scully exchange a look and then Lazard goes on to say, look, the truth is Barbala never won any popularity contests around here at the 1-4, but he's still a cop and I guess that's why I can't just let this rest. I like the reference to the Tim's case. Yeah, that's case cool. where like, no one else was in that room uh-huh. how can anyone get in yeah. what's happened. Yeah. So that's cool that they're referencing the Lauren case because it barely happens and I'm like uh-huh. just talking about like, oh we've seen this before Yeah. and instead he like Marlon all references random shit that we've never heard about mm-hmm. and I'm like, how about you reference one of the cases we've seen? Aye. Uh-huh. Yeah, I quite like that. Or it'd even be cool if they Reference because obviously we don't see all their cases, so it'd be cool if mm-hmm. we made reference to cases that we've not seen. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, wish I would like that. that. I know I did like that about this episode, and I wish they did it more throughout the whole entire series. Yeah. So Scully asked her and said, um, "There's one witness, a little girl. What did she say happened?" And Detective Lazard said that she says that there was another man in the room. And Scully goes on to say, "Is like, well, it stands to reason that somebody." And then is like cut off by Lazard, and she's like, "I was right outside," but mm-hmm. like she was miles away. Yeah, <laughs> she was miles away. She says that. She's telling them, like, there's nobody outside. Oh, no, there were nobody else there except for Barbala and the wee girl. So they start to walk through the station. Mulder asks if they got a description of who the kid saw. And Lazard is adamant. She's like, no, nah, there was no one else. And says that the department is treating this as a suicide. But she says that she knew this guy. There was no way he did himself. Scully asks if he was depressed or under psychiatric care of any kind. And Lazard says that no, the only time he ever looked at himself was in the mirror. And he always liked what he saw. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> So they reach the holding room and Mulder walks towards the window and as we shuffle to the side, like as he passes them, it's yeah. so cool. I've also got a bracket that is so hot, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and Mulder says that plus jumpers tend to open the window before they jump and asks Bound. where the... Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've got good points throughout this episode. Yeah. He does. So he asks where uh, Michelle is now and Lazard says that she was released an hour ago 
an hour ago and that her mother came to pick her up. Scully asks, you don't really think the girl had anything to do with it, do you? And Lazar says that she doesn't know what to believe anymore. She says she's been on the force for eight years and she's seen a lot of strange things, but she says that I'm telling you, this kid, something's just not right about her. And she got that right. Because <laughs> he's kind of creepy. You can see creepy as he's bad acting with zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so then they go to the Michelle's house and Michelle is sitting like next to an agent and he is developing a sketch on the computer based on her description. Ad mother stands behind them. So the agent asks if he had long hair, short hair, and Michelle like they all go through it. And then the computer pops so the computer pops the, the hair on <laughs> and Mulder asks if it was like that, she says, was it dark like mine or lighter like yours? Um, oh my god, like Mulder talking to kids. At <laughs> least <laughs> someone get this man a child, a child with Scully. Yeah. Like, they need to be parents. Mm-hmm. And I have also made a note in my notes. I, said, I think I was delirious yesterday when I was writing this. I was really <laughs> ill. But I said, fuck the aliens, fuck the FBI, get them banging so they can have kids. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I'm reading over it this morning, I kept it in because I was like, that, that's funny. I guess this day. So Michelle says that the hair colour is like hers. Which is weird, because hers is blonde, and they keep it brown. So I'm like, so what do you mean? I wouldn't say her hair's blonde, it's just a very light brown. And they changed well, it to a light like, brown. I don't aim brown. Yeah. Yeah. But it's lighter than what they had on the computer, I think. Yeah. Like, I think they just put some highlights in them. Yeah. <laughs> so the computer image changes, goes a bit lighter to light brown. And the agent asks if he had a beard or a moustache, and Michelle says moustache, and then Mulder leans over and, like, whispers no. something to the agent's ear. It's like, yeah. You can hear him saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the agent's like, oh, like this, and a very, like, just a funny moustache appears on the screen, and she smiles, and then he says, or this, and it changes again, it's like a total handlebar moustache, mm-hmm. and then Michelle laughs, and I'm like, oh, no. Mulder told her to do a funny one for her, it's so cute. It'll be the first and last time she shows anyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But someone make him a daddy, please. <laughs> Become a father. He's a daddy. He is a daddy. Me and my dad. <laughs> and then suddenly the computer monitor flashes and the screen shows a man with a normal mustache and then we Michelle. Oh small. yeah, yeah. It's a question. Mustache yeah. should be banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So just like shark eyes, Michelle's back, just like dead stare. The jokes are gone. They're at the windy. Uh, she's not laughing anymore. Mm-hmm. And the agent's like, "Oh, that was weird. Like, what happened?" He's like, "I didn't even hit anything." He's like, "Oh, it must just be a glitch." Mm-hmm. And Mulder is like clocked onto this and he's like, oh, something spooky is going on. <laughs> so Mulder asks Michelle, was his moustache like that? And then she nods. And then meanwhile, in the living room, Scully and Mrs. Bishop are chatting away. <laughs> this is my favourite thing. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah, I mean, at least she accepts that like, this child is not right. And it's not. No, she's a terrible mother. <laughs> she is. She's like, this girl's a little freak. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. like, she drove my husband away. <laughs> she's driving all the babysitters away. I fucking hate That's her. True. And it's like, this is your child, ma'am. <laughs> I know, I know. But then at least she's not. A, my child can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> That's what I meant. But she just seems to hear, and I'm just like, well, you can tell that men wrote this because yeah. you don't understand. Like a mother would be like, oh yeah, she's we've rocking through some issues, but yeah, yeah very child, true. Child, she's got something wrong. True. Like, she's like fucking hate this demon child get out of my house <laughs> that's true when you when you put it that way oh no I've lost oh I hate when that happens <laughs> yeah so they're they're chatting away in the living room and Scully asks if uh, Mrs Bishop has any idea how her daughter might have gotten there and uh, she says the buffalo's half an hour away by train and the station is a five minute car round and Mrs Bishop says that when she came home Mrs Doherty was locked in the wine cellar and that she called the police immediately so Scully asks who that is and she says that it's Michelle's nanny and says that is the latest nanny. She's already gone through four this year and it's only April. 
Also, imagine having your wine cellar in your house. I know. The dream. Yeah, I want a wine cellar. What a wine. Just all the wine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, snap, because it's April now when we're recording this. I noticed at the end of this episode, the day... <laughs> so today's the 14th. So I think it's uh-huh. the 19th when it ends. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, oh, it's so and close. And I was like, oh, we're close to recording. <laughs> Not to put pressure on you, but we should release it on the 19th. <laughs> It's getting released tomorrow. Sunday. Oh, so it's due Sunday. I'm thinking we're a week of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm thinking we're... I wish day. I had till the 19th to release yeah, it. should just do it. <laughs> just do it for the bands. I'll just put a tweet on the 19th. Mm, yeah. Like. You want to watch this episode? Yeah. It was 29. I'll do anything for more listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so would I. Listen, we've got to promote our own shit. No yeah. one else will do it. We'll yeah, do exactly. It. Shoot your shot. That's a lie, because they, they mentioned <laughs> they us in that in the yeah. X-Files chatroom podcast. They do. And it's good. It's nice having that support. We've got quite a lot, but yeah. We've got, like, got some got other podcasts. <laughs> So Scully's like, what seems to be the problem? And Mrs. Bishop, straight up, she's like, Michelle. Yeah. She's <laughs> the problem. Yeah, she's she's a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Scully's just like, what do you mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> Scully is a good mum. Yeah, exactly. Apart from when she gave her a child. Yeah. Jokes, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> she had no choice. <laughs> oh, sad times. So comforting. That's not how I feel. Yeah. And then Mrs. Bishop says that as hard as it is for a mother to admit, Michelle is a disturbed child. She's like, I know this sounds terrible to say, but the truth is that sometimes she frightens me. Doesn't She's like, went for the throat. To admit. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure we're in Scooby Doo Mystery Machine. Yeah. So I'm so jealous. I love Scooby Doo. I keep trying to find the ones that were on when we were kids. I'd love to rewatch them. I know. Scooby Doo is just. X-Files for mm-hmm. children. Yeah, probably. that's true. Very true. Yeah, because the kids are watching it and I'm like, this is not Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah, because it's all like gr- computer graphics now. Uh-huh. And, uh, it doesn't look great. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, bring back yeah. the old cartoon style. Yeah. And even my auntie was like, this is not Scooby-Doo. <sighs> it's like, I'll let them watch it. They changed the song as well, It's not Scooby-Doo. Oh, where are you? You've got some work to do now. Do you? Oh, my childhood. That was so I good. used to love, when I was ill, I used to love yeah. to uh, watch Scooby Doo all morning. Mm-hmm. And then I'd always be like, hating going back to work because I'd be like, no, I can't watch Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> going back to work, going back to school. Oh, school, yeah. I know you yeah. mean. Yeah. What was I going to say? Do you remember the Scooby Doo film? Like the live action film they did on Spooky yeah. Island. Of course, oh, of course. Spooky amazing. Island. Why was yeah. Boulder not there? <laughs> I know. He oh, should have been there. He should have been there. That was fucking amazing. I absolutely love that film. Anyway, yeah, Michelle. Mom's saying she's a demon, basically. Scully asks how she frightens her, and Mrs. Bishop says that she's not like other girls. And Scully's really nice. She's like, tell me. And like, you can just feel that she's like, right, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What's happening? <laughs> and then Mrs. Bishop is just like, no, she doesn't have any friends. She hardly ever smiles. <laughs> she's a very freak, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, this poor kid. Maybe because she has a mother like you. Exactly. <laughs> Leaves her with a nanny and doesn't come home for yeah, our yeah. mind. Doesn't know where our kid ends up. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's working. Fair, she's a single yeah. mom, has True. two jobs. What's yeah. that in? What song's that? Single mom. I can't remember the Oh, no, that's going to annoy me. It's like a country song. Yeah. Was it on like. There was. Hold on. <laughs> I'm a survivor. Love her kids. Is that. <laughs> Yeah, because it was it was an old TikTok as well. Yeah, that one because everyone always plays it. Yeah. That's what's called. <laughs> so Mrs. Bishop goes on to say that it breaks her heart that she can't comfort her, and she says that she sees things that I can't see. She hears people yelling in her head. So they've stopped walking. They were walking outside, so they stopped next to the covered swimming pool, and they said that last summer they had to cover up the pool, and that Jim, Jim is her husband was trying to teach her how to swim, but every time Michelle would get close to the water, she would just start to scream. Scream like you've never heard in all your life. Maybe she was scared of her mother who hates her. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cry for help. (laughs) 
like, Dad, did you hear <laughs> So Scully asks where her husband is now, and Mrs. Bishop says that they're divorced. So Muller comes out of the house carrying the finished sketch, and she shows it to Mrs. Bishop, and she says, this is the man that Michelle says she saw at the police station, and asks if she recognises him, and she says, no, and then she apologises. And Mulder says that she also mentioned a friend, someone named Sheila, and asks if they knew who that is, and Mrs. Bishop says that that would be Dr. Braun. She's the developmental psychologist over at Bryland Hospital, and Michelle sees her twice a week. And then Mulder looks up, and there's like the weirdest bad horror film turn in the world, like his whole up body moves. And, yeah. like, so <laughs> and I'm like, just like, turn round. Well, listen, no one said they would do that. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is just weird I'm like my guy what are you doing <laughs> and Michelle is just kind of looking at them down looking down at them from the upstairs window so she chucks something out of it and it goes to the ground and Mulder picks it up and we see that it's a blue paper no we see that it is blue paper folded in the shape of a bird it looks like more like a pterodactyl yeah <laughs> let's be honest it does and Mulder's like ah oh, would you look at that it's like, it looks like a hawk or a falcon I'm like it's sure. pterodactyl yeah honestly that's it's cool. a bird and Scully's like oh it's beautiful <laughs> What is this show? Just chimes in with that. Um, Maybe they're trying to fill out like airtime. Yeah. And um, Mrs. Bishop says that it's called origami, and Mulder's like, "Yep, the Japanese paper folded." What is this all about? Like, no, <laughs> like people don't understand what origami I is. Know. Like, we all know what our origami is. We don't yeah. need that line to explain it to people. Yeah. So it feels so forced. <laughs> it does. Like, yeah, just in case you didn't know, yeah, that's what it is. Japanese paper folding. Yeah. So uh, Mother asks where she learned to do that, and Mrs. Bishop's just like, I have no idea. And I'm like, you're not a great mother, hen. Uh, you have no clue where your daughter is, what the fuck she's doing, or how she knows how to do this. Maybe one of her 50 nannies she's went through to her. <laughs> yeah, outside the front of the house, the agent from inside is like pulling up the sketch print, uh, on his computer equipment in the back of his car, so he feeds the sketch into a fax machine, throwback. Um, as Mulder and Scully approach and Mulder asks if they'll put that face into the system and the agent is like oh doing it as we speak and Mulder asks if he can give Scully a ride back into the city and she's like mm, wait a minute we've got an autopsy at seven and Mulder's like oh yeah that's your department so he says that he's going to go over to Bryland Hospital and see if I can have a little chat with Michelle's shrink and he thinks he can pass her off to someone else. I know. I'm like, Fine, bro. My dude, no, shit like this. Like, what are you doing? So he starts to walk away, but he, then he stops and turns back towards Scully and say, asks her to check for burns or lesions on Barbala's body. Scully asks why, and Mulder says that pyrokinesis, no, psychokinesis is usually a social. <laughs> Too many essays. No. Mulder says psychokinesis is usually a social associated with an electrical charge. That's it. We're done. Oh, we're done. But I also liked in this scene... I'm laughing, but wait. <laughs> <laughs> I my notes. Yeah. But I also liked, before that line, you could kind of see him, like, gearing up to say it. He's yeah. like, she's just going to, like, laugh in my face. Yeah. Um, like, he doesn't blurt out. He just kind of, like, takes a deep breath. And, like, the tone of his voice seems, like, quite resigned. He's just like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. He's like, listen, babe. Yeah. <laughs> this is the deal. Yeah. <laughs> going to have to ask you to roll with it. And then Scully's just like, are you saying that Michelle possesses the ability to psychically project her own will. Why does she always seem shocked? I know, I'm, I'm like, like you would expect at this point. You know. um, and then Mulder bringing up another good point, it says, how else would a £60 kid throw a £200 detective out a window? This is making a good point. And then we cut to Bryland Psychiatric Hospital, Buffalo, New York. Mulder is talking to Dr. Sheila Braun in her office, and Braun hands the sketch back to him and says that she doesn't recognise the man and she has no idea who it is. Mulder asks if Michelle could have fabricated him and Braun says it quite possibly and that as with many dissociative disorders the intensity of the patient's emotions is often too much for one personality to process so in defence part of the personality splits itself off. <laughs> That's a mouthful. So Mulder asks if it is like schizophrenia 
and Dr. Braun says that she's afraid that Michelle's diagnosis is not quite that simple. And she says that her primary challenge has been to discover the source of her extreme rage, and that in most cases it's a traumatic event in the patient's past. So Mother asks, like, what's Michelle's case? And Dr. Braun just like stands she sighs and she stands up from her desk to go over like, like a cabinet and she says that occasionally she would leave Michelle alone for part of their sessions with a doll and then she opens up the cabinet with all these identical, like, just, like messed up dolls. Weird that she's but, keeping them? Yeah, so weird that she's keeping them. Like, I get maybe for evidence to, like, refer back to. Have but, a photo. Yeah, but why has she got them, like, lined up like a proud parent <laughs> on a shelf? I'd be worried about Dr. Braun. <laughs> yeah, so I need to look into Dr. Braun, oh, see yeah. if she's okay. Like, you know, put them in a box somewhere in your office or, like, in a holding place, not, like, lined up in a cabinet. <laughs> look at my prized possessions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Do you like my dolls? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rob Jasper's. Oh, yeah. Making a video. <laughs> Listen to that ring. I know. Michael's going to get some good ASMR. Yeah. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good shit. <laughs> Rob can think I was you'll never find another girl like me. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> so each time a new doll uh, anatomically in ta- anatomically. Dr. Rob. Anatomically in Anatomically intact. There we go. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, So she hands one to Mulder and she says that each time Michelle dismembers and disfigures it in exactly the same way. And we see that the doll is missing an arm and an eye. Is it one just got like, it looks like someone just markered around its eye? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's missing an eye because they're not like painted on. Do you know what happened? (laughs) (laughs) What? What happened? happened? Yeah, I'm ready. The art department. (laughs) Sorry, the prop department. They were doing the doll and then fucking Marty. Came. I was like, you'll never guess what. <laughs> the drunken bitch has got protein and pictures again for five dollars. So they took the doll with them. They all got smashed. And, and then, then there was that... like fucking Sharpie that yeah. was the... Take that arm yeah. off. <laughs> We're done. And they were like, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> oh, dear. That's how you do it. That's some realism right there. Mm-hmm. Just making it in the moment. So Dr. Braun says that at first she, she thought Michelle was being abused. <laughs> it's not funny. I was just laughing at my <laughs> I'm laughing at the Mari story. Puppy use was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so, but after a number of sessions with her parents, she became convinced there was something else behind Michelle's anxiety. Like, but are you sure? Mm-hmm. Because have you spoken to her mother? Her mother's like, she's a fucking demon. <laughs> Our mother is the problem. Yeah. Freud would have worked out in two yeah. seconds. It's me. I <laughs> the problem. problem is me. Oh my god, that's one of our TikToks. We're yeah. going to have so many TikToks from this one episode alone. Yeah. <laughs> so Dr. Braun says that there must be something much deeper, much more elusive. Mulder asks if there's any theories, and Dr. Braun says that no, she's at a loss. So Mulder brings up deep regression hypnosis, and I tried it. And she's like, mm, that's unreliable at, uh, at best. Mm-hmm. And. Mulder asks, well, in the meantime, how have you been treating Michelle? And says that Thorazine? Yeah, the Thorazine has mm-hmm. been quite effective in regulating her more bizarre behaviour. This doctor's been in other episodes. I was thinking that. Like, I was for like, small potatoes yeah. in another episode, but I can't think of what right. other episode is. Yeah, I was definitely thinking that. I recognise their face. Probably a few. They like to cycle through actors. But then I like it because I'm like, right, what other episode have you been in? Well, Tony Fiore, which, by the way, they're like, what sounds Italian? I know. Tony Fiore. Yeah. Um, Gary. From Folly Adu. So it is! Gary! Gary! Oh, I never clocked that. He looks different, though. He's a bit younger, yeah. Yeah. He's also Don Draper's neighbour in Mad Men. (laughs) Must be the Italian. (laughs) Ciao! From the Call of Duty. (laughs) I don't know why I popped my head. It's me, Mario! (laughs) I'm surprised 
Mario. Oh, true. So Mulder asks, and well, Mulder pretty much says, she's like, mm, I'm sure that the thought is anything helping. So <laughs> Mulder asks if she's observed any unexplained phenomena in Michelle's presence, and she's just like, what? <laughs> what are you on? Um, you must be joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, bitch. Yeah. I am not joking, you she's... slag. <laughs> yeah, he just shakes his head and he's like, no. It's like, does it look like I'm fucking joking? I wish I had the confidence of Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> to just be like, listen, I'm crazy and deal with it. Yeah. Do you remember that vine where there's like a little kid and he looks up at the camera it's like, dada? And it's the girl and it's like, do I look like? <laughs> That's what reminds me of our response. It's like, do I fucking look like? <laughs> I'm joking. So yeah, so she gives him the brush off. She's just like, mm, nah, fuck you. She's like, I've got a patient waiting. Um, if you look. So the camera... <laughs> Can't believe we wrote that down. Yeah, I must have been delirious. The scene cuts the Scully performing an autopsy on Barbala. A photographer is working with her, and I have written as the camera pans up the body and get your toes out. <laughs> the toes yeah, is just and the cut their toenails. Yeah, hell, this is my head, and it's like the guy in War of the Cop Fashions. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do that? I can't remember. He's got the horrible toes. Yeah, the guy that's watching the TV in the vet in the hotel. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Get your toes out. Your feet were gonna be on chill. Why would you not get a pedicure? Yeah, it's gonna sound like disgusting, but I mean, not not for me. But when I went to the chemist about my toe, mm-hmm. and you know my toes are clean, feet are mm-hmm. nice and clean, and he was like, "Believe it or not, that's one of the nicest toes I've ever seen." Oh no, no! And I'm like, uh, like okay, but then at the same time, like, what have you seen, Mister? I'm like, oh. No. Well, that makes me think that he's got like, some weird foot fetish. I would be right out of there. I'd be like, you're not looking at my feet. Yeah. That's why I just creeped. Was it the junior guy? I don't know who it was. I can't remember. The what? junior guy with the glasses. Uh, yeah. Was it the junior guy with the glasses? No. <laughs> Creepy McCoy person. Yeah. No. So at first I was like, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm hygienic. I clean yeah. my feet. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, what? What toes have you seen? And then I'm like, actually, don't ask. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Bet he's got CCTV footage of your feet. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, oh, man. That was funny. Oh. <laughs> yeah, get your taser. <laughs> get yourself an OnlyFans to sign him up with your feet. Listen, people pay people money. People do that, yeah, I know. I mean, each their own, but <laughs> that's fucking funny. Still. Not use their own. If you get off on feet, you need <laughs> to go see weird. a psychologist. But yeah, I do think shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, my sides hurt. We're moving on from the feet. We've had enough feet. <laughs> so Scully says that no post-mortem examination is being conducted 11 hours and 45 minutes after subject was put in. And um, so she pulls back the sheet and she's like a large, like purpley. She's like, well, red. well, well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fill it then that much. <laughs> I hate the thought of being dead and someone with my naked body sitting around the plane. Yeah. I'm going to put my will do not autopsy. Yeah, I don't need that. You'll be okay with my my murder, but I don't care. I'm not up for the getting cut up and shit. When I'm dead, I know I'm dead, but I'm just like, no. Nah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so as she's looking at the body, I mean, you know, like, you can see his stomach moving. So Opinions. I, yeah, I, I love when they're dead, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Now they have, like, fake bodies. Yeah, but I, I love to look for that stuff. But then I was thinking, is it maybe just, like, the film clipping from, like, the transfer from standard to no, HD? No, that's because they're not, they need to breathe. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't, but I did notice in some of 
the scenes in this episode, they didn't, they're still in like the old 90s. They're not HD. All right, all right. Like towards the end. And I was like, oh, I wonder if maybe that's it. And it's just they struggle to change the film from this episode. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, anyway, his stomach's moving. And I think it happens quite a few times on the HD one. There's some scenes that I'm just like, that is still 90s. <laughs> it's not Blu-ray. So yes, so Scully is continuing with her autopsy. She says that note raised lesion, yep. approximately seven centimetres below the sternum, deep necrosis, inconsistent with the cause of death as pronounced by Dr. Gilder and suggests localised electrocution, but further tissue analysis will be necessary. So Lazard sticks her head through the door, asking if she could talk to Scully for a minute, and she seems... Like, quite uncomfortable, sort of, like, standing there. And Scully's like, I just started. And Lazar's like, mm, I don't think he's going anywhere. But that's so annoying when you just start your work and somebody interrupts you and you've got to leave. Balls, I love her sassing her, like, I don't give a fuck, this arsehole's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So Scully steps out to speak with Lazard and hands her a sketch along with a photograph of a man. And Scully's like, oh yeah, it looks like a match. And Lazard says that it is Charlie Morris. Um, he was a police officer too. He used to work narcotics out of the 2-7. Scully asks if she knows him. And Lazard says, no, it was before her time. Scully asks, where is he now? Has he been transferred? And Detective Lazard is like, you could say that. And I'm like, could you? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she says, Agent Scully, this guy's been dead for nine years, which means that little girl saw a ghost. Transferred. <laughs> <laughs> Transferred upwards. So where you want to go? <laughs> Straight to the top. Literally. <laughs> 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 so we're still in the... Oh no, we come back to the 14th precinct in Buffalo, New York. So Scully enters with a case file notes towards Mulder, who is looking at Charlie Morris's photograph. And the height difference again, my beloved. Yeah, so good. Scully says that he was killed in Chinatown, gangland style, allegedly allegedly by the tri- triads, although no arrests were ever made. And she goes on to say, she's like, now Mulder, if you're going to tell me that you think Michelle Bishop saw a poltergeist, and Mulder's like, hey, you're the one that found a lesion on Barbala's body, and said that it could have been caused by intense concentration of electrothermal energy. They were here. Yeah. Is that a poltergeist? I don't know. I've never seen that. That she quotes in the first. Oh, yeah. That rings a bell. I can't remember what she quotes. They should have done that in here as well. Mm-hmm. And Scully's like, oh, yeah, it could have been, been the operative phase. She says, no, I'm not going to know for sure uh, until the lab results are in. And even then, and as Muller goes on to say, how is it still so hard for you to believe, even when all the evidence suggests extraordinary phenomena? You stubborn bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, come on. You can tell it just wants to give, like, give it a shake. Like, yeah. come on. And then Scully, who starts kind of walking and then Mulder follows says that because sometimes looking for extreme possibilities makes you blind to the probable explanation right in front of you I do like that line and but then she walks to a trophy case and in the, the trophy case we see that as a plaque with Charlie Morris's picture on it. She says, this is the face that Michelle Bishop saw. She walked right by here and saw the face of Charlie Morris, which means that there weren't any ghosts flying around the precinct. So Mulder asks if she has the police report describing Morris's death, and she says that she has what's been declassified and asks why. Mulder asks, does it describe how he was murdered? And she's like, yep, told you, it's a signature hit. And Mulder's like, oh, I'll give you the grisly details. And you're like, mm, I don't really need the grisly details, okay. <laughs> Kelly goes on to say that his arm was severed just below the salt, the shoulder, presumably by a chainsaw, and his right eye was gouged out. So Mulder goes over to his briefcase and pulls out the doll. Or is this doll got it? Pulls out the doll and shows it to Scully. So this is what Michelle did to a dozen doll a dozen dolls in her shrinks off. It's hell of a coincidence, wouldn't you say? And can I just say, this shot of the doll, you will never find another girl like me. <laughs> Shout out to Jasper. Why are you Legend. walking around? <laughs> yeah. Back. He's a bit of a weirdo. Bit of a weirdo. Shit like this. 
Yeah, he's going to end up on a list somewhere. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, now, before we discount anything, I think we should find out more about Charlie Morris. And she got the address of his partner on the floors. Hopefully he can tell us something. So they rock up at Fiori... Fiori? Yeah, Fiori's house. Tony um, Fiori. <laughs> yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> so they drive up and they're up the door. And he looks kind of sketchy. Not gonna lie. He looks kind of sus. He's kind of like Gary from Bollywood. Does. He's got a twin. So they say that they're with the FBI and ask if they can talk to him for a minute. And then they ask if he knows this man. Presumably they show up the footy. So he closes the door and then comes outside and then shuts the door behind him and asks if they mind if they do it outside. He doesn't want to wake his wife. And it's like, yeah, it won't take long. And Detective Fiori says that, yep, I know him. That's Charlie Moore. Muller asks if they were partners and Fiori says that, yep, we rode together for his first nine months out of the academy. Mulder asks, what can you tell us about the circumstances surrounding his death? And Fiori looks back towards the house and just kind of like moves away. Again, looking really sketchy. Really sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Get that wind down for you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I've lost my place now. Oh, yeah, he's looking sketchy. And they go over to the other end of the porch. Whatever it is. Yeah, porch. And... Detective Fiori says that Matt Matter is still under investigation, so he can't comment on it. So he says that Detective, we're under the direct authority of Captain Gershom at the 14th Precinct. So the he's the one four. <laughs> yeah. So he says that he never worked there before. What's this all about? So Mother says that we believe that the death of Detective Rudy Barbala yesterday can be linked to the de- death of Officer Morris nine years ago. Fiori, say, Fiori asks, linked how? I thought this Barbala flipped his wig and jumped out of a window. Scully asks if he knew him, and Fiori says only by reputation, and asks what this has got to do with Charlie. Mulder then goes on to say that's what we need your help with. The police report said that Officer Morris was killed off duty. Fiori says that that is right and best we can figure out some kind of payback. Mulder asks for what and Fiori says well around that time organised crime division was doing a major sweep in Chinatown. Mulder says the triads and Fiori confirms it. He says yep some very heavy buffs went down against the Wu Sheng Wu. A lot of smack never (laughs) I just feel like they were like I think it's not Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of smack never made it to the streets, and that you can bet there were some pretty pissed off people playing Mahjong that week. Oh, like, how racist. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, mm, what comment to make? Oh, There's geez. no need for that. Um, so Mulder then asks, so you think that Charlie Morris was killed as a warning to back off? And he already says, I think they picked a cop, any cop, and they whacked him. <laughs> <laughs> whacked them. Something, something, whacked. <laughs> Killed her husband, whacked. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Oh, the Carol Baskins. Killed her husband, whacked them. I can't remember the Baskins. I think it's like killed her husband, whacked them or something. I remember Michael at my work saying that like during lockdown all the time saying that and I was just like, hey, please stop. I need to find this. Yeah. It can't go on. Carl Baskins. Killed her husband, left her. Oh my god, is this song on Spotify? No. Where is this? Not that I'm giving. Because then people were like, free tiger king, and I was like, no, he abused animals and was responsible for someone's fucking suicide. Yeah. He's an asshole, don't free him. He's the next one to get killed by Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that didn't happen. Fed him to the tigers because they snack him. <laughs> What's happening? Remember when we got my Whack. dad a Father's Day card that said, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> oh, brilliant. How was that? Like, for years? Yeah, That's okay. crazy. That's fucking crazy. I only crazy. watched it because everyone at work kept talking about it and, like, you need to watch it. And I was like, I don't want to watch it. I was like, I don't agree with abuse of animals. Yeah. And they were like, well, either it is the documentary, but I was like, I feel like, I feel like it did because it was, like, trying to make, well, it wasn't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But still. I don't think they did enough to be like, this is really, really, really wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah. But they were like, I was, they were going to bed because I was in the night job. So mm-hmm. they were like, here, this is it. You're watching it. They just left off of me. I was just like, well, I better watch it so I can yeah. see it, right? I watched it. Yeah, I never ended up watching it. I followed. It was Big Cat Derek on Vine, and then obviously Vine stopped. But they do like a they've got like a Big Cat sanctuary in Texas, and it's really good. I like all the stuff they do. They were like, "Yeah, we're not watching it just because yeah. this." Is, and I'm like, "That's fair." And now I'm like, "I don't know if it might be too much for me." I'm a sensitive soul nowadays with things I, want, I watch. I watched Blackfish, and I've never went to a zero aquarium since. Yeah, so I can't watch it like this because yeah. I will literally. That's it. I'm it'll just, change my uh-huh. entire view. Of I was like, I think it would break me if I watched. it. <laughs> So I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't want to hear about something fucking getting eaten by a tiger or whatever. I think my thought process was, I was like, start of the pandemic. The world is bad enough as it is. I don't need this on my plane as well. Yeah. Uh, Where yeah, are we? To Fiori. <laughs> Tony Fiori. <laughs> Killed his partner. Whacked Whack him. Fed <laughs> <laughs> him to the fishes. Snap them. What's happened? <laughs> there we go. We need to release uh, this mixtape. Yeah. So his wife steps outside the door and asks who it is. She's like, Tony. She's proper, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Proper. Tony, what's happening? What's happening? Who oh, is it, Tony? <laughs> and he's just like, oh, no, nothing to worry about. Just some people from the FBI asking about a case I'm working on. And the Scully's like, sir, like, would you mind? And he's just like, ah, oh, it's the weekend. Like, do you guys mind? And then get me at the squad first thing Monday morning. And it, like, just totally changes like that. Yeah. And then Scully's just like, right, okay. So he wishes them good luck and closes the door. And as they're walking away, Mulder asks, is it me or did we just get the brush off? Scully asks if they, he noticed her hands. And Mulder's just like, what? And Scully says that he said that she was sleeping, but her hands were dusted with baking flour. Because this is a very sexist thing. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. But one that she was like, the first thing in the morning, she's baking. Because, like, yeah. what else would a woman do? Exactly. Yeah. And two that, like, Scully's like, oh, did you not know? Mm-hmm. Also, what kind of flour is there than baking flour? Like, there's flowers, but obviously it wasn't flour that our hands were. Mm-hmm. Why do Americans feel the need to, to, to like, it's like when they're like eyeglasses? It's like we can figure out what glasses <laughs> yeah. you're about via the context. Yeah. You don't need to say eyeglasses. Yeah. So you very just true. change your entire language based on that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, anyway, an hour in and I still want to Jesus, an hour. <laughs> right, okay, let's rattle through it. So, we cut to Buffalo Mutual Life, main office in Buffalo, New York. Fiore is pacing the floor and looks quite nervous as he talks to another man, which we find out is Felder. And Felder's just like, ah, oh, it's no big deal. No big deal, Tony, forget about it. <laughs> so yeah, basically it's a long back and forth. They're sketchy as fuck. <laughs> Fiori is worried that Mulder and Scully are sniffing around and are going to find out too much, and Felder is trying to reassure Fiori and calm him down, and not too, done too gently, though. Like, not like a friend. Yeah. He's just like, chill the fuck out. Get over it. So, Fiori has had enough, and he says that they're going to go at the bank and get the safety box, but Felder is having none of it either. And Fiori says that they should dump it, but Felder reminds him that there's only two of them left now, so that's over a million each. So, basically, they're going to keep it. Fiori tells him to take the money, that he doesn't care anymore, that he should go and get his dream on the beach in Costa Rica, or whatever it is he wants to do with it. And then Felder goes on this spiel about, oh, do you think I like this job? And it's not a very nice spiel. And he tells Tony to listen, that they agreed to wait 10 years, and that's what they're going to do. Fiori says that he listened to him once and looked what happened. And Felder says that nobody wanted to see Charlie wind up like that. We're just trying to scare a little sense into him. It was an accident. End of story. And you better pull yourself together, Tony. So that evening, Felder is walking along a street, presumably going home, and he's really rude to like this old woman. He's just like, "Excuse me, sir," and he just like brushes it off. And I'm like, "Oh, you're a dick." <laughs> Does it got what it deserved? He did. Um, so he gets onto a bus, and then the bus goes along. So he gets off. Uh, he puts his scarf on. It takes a really weird long time standing in front of like the door yeah. to put his scarf on, so I feel like he deserves it. Yeah. And then the end of the scarf mysteriously 
lifts up and wraps around the railing. The door closes, which traps the scarf inside the bus and him against it. Why he did not just unwrap the other end of the scarf, I don't know. It's fucking a day. But, Got yeah. deserved. If he's that stupid, uh, yeah, pretty much. So he is knocking on the door of the bus, trying to get the driver's attention, but the driver pulls off, dragging him with him. So, But the driver sees him, eventually, and tries to hit the brake. But it doesn't work, and the accelerator presses down by itself instead. The bus picks up speed, and Felder ends up running alongside it, falls because he can't keep up. The driver tries to brake again, but the bus doesn't slow down. And then when the bus does come to a halt, the driver gets off and runs to go see him, and we assume that Felder is now dead. He has been joked. And as he approaches, we see Michelle Bishop on the bus behind the door, just looking weird. <laughs> just that dead stare again as she looks down at what we assume is a dead body. Bad acting. Yeah, but like, how did she get there? Why did the bus driver think, oh yeah, I'll sell you a ticket. You can get on all by herself. Maybe she just... Maybe doesn't get paid enough. Maybe she's just like, fuck it, on you go. <laughs> so yeah. Maybe she went on that little because they thought there's two doors. So maybe she went on the middle Ah, true. Snuck in and that is the end maybe of my Maybe she notes. just tel- tel- telekinesically, whatever yeah. the word would be. Yeah. Tel- telekinetically. Yeah. There's like, Open the door. Yeah, Slipped in. door, yeah. Slithered on in. Slithered on in. <laughs> <laughs> <Are> you snake. Ah, it's poor child. Oh, we shame. It's poor kid. I was just thinking, my ring doorbell went off. Oh, creepy. But there was no one there. No! <laughs> and you know what? I think it might have been the rain that said it off. Because look, it's just, there's no one there. But they can see the puddle. Oh, yeah. So I wonder if it's maybe just the movement. Creepy, the creepy. Can't we wait to walk home tonight? <laughs> okay. Michelle's waiting outside. <laughs> we cut to the police station where we see Mulder and Scully sitting with Judy Bishop. Mulder tells her that they picked Michelle up a few blocks away from the bus stop. Mrs. Bishop asks what's going on and Scully's like, bitch, you just told me yesterday that you think your child's a wee freak. Yeah. And now she's witnessed two deaths in two days. You tell me what the fuck's going on. <laughs> So Mrs. Bishop says that Michelle is only eight and she couldn't have done anything, even though she was just saying like she was the devil, not her name. Mm-hmm. And Mulder says no one is accusing her of anything. And then Scully looks at him like, <laughs> hell, I'm not. So Scully asks if there's anything Mrs. Bishop could tell him that could shed some light on what just happened. But she says no. And then she just starts greeting and asking <laughs> yeah. why is this happening to them. She's useless. So then Maggie Wheeler, <laughs> I was like, brag is the guard name. What was it? Lazard. Yeah. Comes over to talk to Mulder. So Mulder pretty much puts his face into Mrs. Bishop's face. <laughs> he does. And apologizes like, and asks her to excuse him. And I don't think she minds a lot, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That scene when she's talking to him and Scully like near the start and she's just staring at him and I'm just like, oh yeah. <laughs> Maggie tells Mulder, maybe because she couldn't see Scully though, she's that small. <laughs> Maggie tells Mulder that the guy that just died also forgotten his name. What was his name? The guy who just died. Felder. Felder. Yeah. Now, Felder used to be a cop before he was an, an insurance salesman and that he was based at the 14th Precinct. And his partner just so happened to be Rudy Barbala. We then... Mm. Da, da, da. The we then cut to Mulder standing in front of a blackboard where the names Morris Fury... Sorry, Morris and Fury are written under Precinct 27 and Felder... That's the dead guy. And Barbala <laughs> <laughs> written under Precinct 14. Well, they're both dead. <laughs> Scully says they're all dead. Just in case you weren't sure. Yeah, that's all I was thinking. <laughs> Scully says they have four cops and Mulder insensitively points out that three are now dead. And then he just like crosses out their names. And it's like, for <laughs> fuck's sake, Mulder, they're barely cold. <laughs> so Scully, who's got her smart girl glasses on, 
And she, she says that the four men's only connection is a drug bust in Chinatown 14 years ago. And Mulder adds, and a little girl from Orchard Park. But I guess that's where she left. Random way to say it, but okay. Yeah. Okay, Mulder. So, Mulder, I feel like it's worth noting as well that his sleeves are rolled up. Like, the whore we all yes. know he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he points to a photo and points out all four men in the photo and asks what's wrong with the photograph. And Scully says the fact that Fiero's... Fiori? Fiori? Scully says the fact that Fiori said he only knew Barbala by reputation. Scully is flipping through a file and looks very engrossed, so Mulder asks her what's wrong, and Scully points out that there's a page missing from Morris's homicide file. Mulder asks if there's a log sheet, and of course, comes over to stand right next to Scully. She finds it and says that Tony Fiori checked out this afternoon. Scully and Mulder then go to Fiori's house and Anita answers the door, his wife. Scully apologises for coming by so early. She's so polite. And asks for Tony. She says he never came home last night and Mulder asks to come in. He then, of course, guides Scully for the door. How would she ever function without him? <laughs> where was that? Yeah, where would Scully get by? Yeah. Without Mulder. She couldn't go. Mulder's guiding touch to get her through <laughs> doors. So they go inside where we see a fish tank. And it has a little cool diver ornament, like one of the old-fashioned divers. I don't know what it's called. It's like from like Men of Honor. You ever seen Men of Honor? No. What a film. You've never seen Men of Honor with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Robert De Niro. I only know Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Snow Dogs. Dogs. Yeah, I only know. (laughs) Never seen him in anything else. Oh, what a film. I feel like Mulder's just looking at this ornament like, I gotta get me one of those. We we (laughs) re-watched Oh yeah, because he's got his little fish tank. We re-watched it. So we watched it when we were little, and then we rewatched it. And mm-hmm. what we never realised was, because we had started watching Ghost Whisperer at this point, Jim from Ghost Whisperer is mm-hmm. in Men of Honor, but Jim died in Ghost Whisperer. Oh, okay. Um, we were like, oh no, Jim's dead. <laughs> I don't know why I was yeah, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that in real life. Uh, no, 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 not in real life. <laughs> in, in the programme, he died, and me and Matthew used to go, oh no, Jim's dead. And then Jim came back, and we were like, oh yeah, Jim's back. <laughs> And then we watched that and he's an absolute dick in it. And we never remember him being at it. And we were like, oh no, Jim's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I talking about this? We are so bad tonight. <laughs> the Jim Cinematic Universe. Ghost Whisper is good shit though if you've not watched it. If you're an Exiles fan, you'll probably like it. It goes downhill after the fourth mm. season, like most things. But okay. um, I do remember watching it. Like I, I remember one episode at your house. Like a plane crashed. Yes. And I didn't know if it was... Our friend didn't know she was dead. Yeah. Yeah, And sad. she was nice about it. And I'm like, oh. And now every time I hear a plane going over, I remember that and I'm like, please say a plane's not going to crash on me. <laughs> so I remember, I thought, sure, in that episode you heard like it getting louder as it came down. And I was like, oh, please say that plane's not going to crash on me. Okay, so scuba diver ornament. Um, so the camera focuses on that and then Mulder's face just appears, mm-hmm. <laughs> staring into the tank. She just can't take that boy anywhere. And also... I don't know what kind of fish it is, but they have the yellow fish from Finding Nemo. That's like bubbles, the bubbles. Is it not called bubbles? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. 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 Bubbles. Bubbles. Um. So yeah. What a banger of a film! I need to watch it again. So none of that's relevant. So <laughs> Mulder then <laughs> walks around. Like what? It sounded like you were saying that to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean to the podcast. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not shutting you down. I'm not shutting you down. Never, never. Perfectly timed. Uh, so then Mulder <laughs> then walks around with his hands on his hips, 
because he's a massive whore. And he walks over to <laughs> watch the wine, watch the wine. So, so he walks over to the origami animals and he's like, oh, Japanese paper <laughs> So these animals are underneath a photo of Noah's Ark. He gets Scully's attention. He's like, come over here. <laughs> and summons her over. He actually does it like with his little fingers. And we'll not say anyone. <laughs> So Mrs. Fiori, Fiori then comes in with some coffee, uh, some coffee, and then coffee. says that Tony uh, said he was working a double shift, but she checked with the precinct and they said he wasn't scheduled. I'd be like, you're an affair, Tony. <laughs> so Scully asks if Tony has any friends or family that he might have gone to if you were in trouble. And Nita says that she's been on the phone all night. And then asks if he's in any trouble. Scully asks Tony, sorry, Scully asks if Tony ever mentioned Rudy Barbala or Leon Felder. And she says she doesn't think so. And then Mulder pushes, saying someone they might have had dinner with or a name she might have forgot. And I'm like, bitch, if she had forgot the name, she can tell you about it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you dumb fuck. It's a good thing he's hot because, yeah. oh my god. So anyway, she says they don't socialise with cops. And I understand why, because... Yeah. Um, red flags. <laughs> so Mulder's like, couldn't help but notice your origami collection over there. And asks if she made them. And Anita says, no, that was Charlie's hobby. And then Mulder's wee ears prick up. And he's like, Charlie. And Anita says that it was her first husband who was born in Japan whilst his dad was stationed there. What are you reading that you're smoking? <laughs> no, it, was a, it was a tweet. This is real time. From real Kathy time. G. Kathy G. A reply to the, we're an hour in, not even halfway through the tweet. And she was like, this is dot, dot, dot born again dot, 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 question mark and I said listen it is what you make of it and we are I'm making, making it, it. <laughs> live on discord if you want to listen along with the madness uh, Scully asks if this was Charlie Morris Tony's ex-partner and then Mrs. Fury looks guilty does mm-hmm. well she's shacking up with his fucking yeah. partner and but you girl get some D that's what you make of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you make of it. And she says yes, and then says that she was waiting for him to come home to nine years ago. I just realised that I wrote two just T-O instead of T-O. <laughs> I was drunk last night. <laughs> As I am tonight. Yeah. She then says that he was trying to make the whole set of animals from the painting, but never done the giraffes, and points it out on the painting. And I'm just like, Charlie sounds like a bit of a dork. (laughs) So we cut to Mulder and Scully leaving the house and Mulder points out that Michelle is eight years old, which means she was conceived around the same time that Morris was killed. such a weird connection. He's so weird. Um, Mulder. It was like, so when Charlie died, her parents were fucking. Um, And then Michelle. I'm like, how does that even... Yeah, I'm like, how does he even tie it, Mulder? I'd love to hear an explanation on that and just be like, I don't. if you wrote it down, I'd be like, I can't read it anymore because I don't know what this is. <laughs> You're just chatting shit. Oh, dear. Do a nice cheese board right now. Oh, great. <laughs> so, a meat free sausage. Got some Richmond. <laughs> some dearly triangles. I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Oh, just a joke because you're supposed to have a nice cheese. Oh, right. <laughs> camembert. That would be lovely right now. I'm not even hungry though. I just want the cheese, right? So we cut to. You can do it in this air fryer, by the way. Oh, can you? Yeah. So. Oh, Kranikin. Yeah. Kranikin. Kranikin? The little circle dish. Kranikin to me is like a dessert when it's all mashed up and Scottish dessert. Wait. Wait. What? A dish? What am I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking of. Oh, but don't ask me the proper names for shit because I don't know. I'm not a grown up. I've got about fucking a million of them because I keep buying the cheeses that come in them, and now I've got like 
twenty pounds. I don't know. There's a name for them. Yeah, there is it's a like name. Kranken, but it's not. Yeah, it's not Kranken, but there is a name for them. I just can't think what it is. Oh, Kathy G's gonna do some day drinking. Did you see? Yeah, go for it, Kathy G. Yeah, what, on a what mad one. Mad one. On a mad one. <laughs> um, so cheese, cheese dish. No, it's actually for what? cheese though. Ramekin. Ramekin. <laughs> fucking Ramekin. Just suddenly came to me. Oh, I know. It kind of sounded like right, Kranikin. We need to finish this podcast. So we need to have some Kranikin. That's what we need. We need to have some cheese. So we cut to Mulder and Scully leaving the house, and Mulder point. I've done that. Fuck me. <laughs> so Scully is playful as she wa- walks pressed against them. Yeah. Oh, let's no, like, that. Yeah. And says, "Do me a favor, Mulder. Let me see it." reincarnation and Mulder says met oh fuck here we go <laughs> and Mulder says metapsychosis transmigration re-embodiment call it what you will Scully says that it's all based on coincidence that Michelle and Charlie practice origami and do you practice origami? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like practicing Catholicism <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you know just do it sure. so Mulder's like listen biatch <laughs> What about the composite drawing, the creepy Jasper doll, and the fact that Michelle was present for two desks connected to Charlie Morris? Scully asks Mulder if he thinks he's back like Peter Proud to avenge his murder, and Mulder's like, uh, yeah. I don't know who Peter Proud is. I don't know who It must be a 90s reference. I was too young. But it had the of a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Scully says none of this explains how an eight-year-old can kill two grown men. And Mulder explains that individuals with strong past life memories often exhibit psychic abilities. ESP, telekinesis. Scully rolls her eyes, but she doesn't really roll her eyes. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's the thing that she does. But remember that whole whole discussion between Jillian and David? And he's like, do you roll your eyes? He's like, I've never known you to roll your eyes. And she's like, of course I roll my eyes. And then he's like, that's not what you do. And then she does the thing and he's like yeah that's not rolling your eyes <laughs> so every time I'm like she rolls her eyes but doesn't roll her eyes I'm just thinking a, about a little conversation yeah, a specific Scully roll yeah we're not able to see it but you can hear yeah. it but the thing is I'm like Scully stop being such a dumb bitch <laughs> All the evidence is in front of you. But in real life, I am Scully and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. listen, there's a logical explanation for this. Stop being crazy. Yeah. Like when I'm watching Ancient Aliens or like, you know, all these shite. stuff about you, <laughs> yeah. stuff and that. I'm just like, listen, guys. Yeah, I get you. So Scully will drive. And so she does that. And asks Mulder, where does that leave us? Mulder. Mulder. Ever the optimist says, yeah. one short step away from proving the pre-existence of the human soul. That's a big, that's a big he statement. Is, he is on something. Yeah. And Scully just looks at him like, what the actual fuck? And sidebar, I feel like I've already complimented this tie. But I fucking love this tie that he's wearing. It's a good tie. It, it's, it's a lot more subtle than his other ties. But it, just, yeah. it brings out his eyes. It's that green tie. Yeah. And there's ties wearing later on, which I don't know if I've ever seen him wear before or again. Okay. It's like a silver tie and it's got maybe like a red pattern on it. Nice tie. Ooh, I like, like a tie. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to the weekly herself, Michelle, and we see a black and white footage of her on a monitor, and we hear a hypno hypnotist, hypnotherapist, whatever. He asks her to describe where she is and count to five, and she describes being twenty four. And that, but by the way, that guy does not look twenty four. He looked a bit forty four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the mustache. Yeah. That's so it describes being twenty four and says it's night time, which is in her home. We then see her regular therapist. Dr. Braun, yeah? Yes. As before, yeah, I can't remember her name in my notes. I'm so bad with names, like, just pop. There's yeah, nothing yeah. worse when I meet someone and they're like, tell me their name, and then two seconds later, I'm like, shit, what did they yeah. just say their name was? Oh my, God. Oh my, <laughs> my mind wanders. Yeah. 
with it. So yeah, our regular purpose is there, and we see through a glass window that Mulder, Scully, and Mrs. Bishop are watching on. Mulder has his hands on his hips, like a whore, of course. <laughs> I'm just gonna mention oh, that every time in this. Yeah, yeah. So Michelle starts shouting, "No, we can't do this! It's wrong!" And yeah, the hypnotherapist—I was actually a better performance than what she gave—and <laughs> <laughs> the hypnotherapist asks, "Do what?" And then says that it's all right and that she can trust him. And then she says she can. Her therapist, Dr. Braun, storms out and says to Mulder that this is dangerous. Mulder says that Dr. Spitz has conducted many sessions. The therapist cuts him off and he looks super pissed. He does. He's fuming. And I've all noted here again that ties fabulous. This is the tie I was just talking about. Yeah. So, anyway, the therapist says to Michelle's mum, whilst Mulder stands in the background looking very pissed off, she says that if the session continues, it could push Michelle deeper into withdrawal and maybe permanently like keep her into that state of withdrawal. Mulder, not giving two shits about this child's mental health, because <laughs> he has a point to prove, asks if it's more dangerous than pumping her full of Thorazine. And, listen, drugs, if used correctly, are good. Mm-hmm. Mental illness is caused by chemical imbalances in the brain that can be fixed by medication. And yeah. there's no shame in taking medication. So... Yep. She won you, Mulder. Exactly. We then cut to Michelle screaming. Oh, this is also the guy that lets someone drill a hole in his head later on. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Come on, Mulder. So we then cut to Michelle screaming, they're killing me, they're killing me, with all the emotional range of a stick of celery. <laughs> and her mum says that's enough before storming into the room and going to comfort her creepy little child and then in the session. Again, this woman was literally calling her an absolute freak mm-hmm. the other day. So we then cut to Mulder leaning against the wall and huffing like a child. He looks <laughs> Fine. Well. He does. Yeah. So Scully comes out into the hall and looks at him with a sigh. She's so done with his shit. And she tells him that they've just left. Mulder says that they almost had it and they were right there. Scully says, I know, which is a bit weird. That she I feel like whenever yeah. he's down, though, she's just, like, she wants to like, yeah, give him something. Yeah. But she's trying to appease him. Oh, I'm saying, but she's trying to appease oh, him yeah. in my notes. Mulder says that they have to try again. And Scully says that Mrs. Bishop won't go for that. And then adds, not in this lifetime, anyway. <laughs> Skulls with the jokes. Yeah, love it. Mulder, being the stubborn wee whore that he is, <laughs> says that they have to change her mind. Scully's like, uh, how and to what end? This is an actual child's life, Mulder, you dumb whore. Exactly. She asks Mulder what he hopes to gain from all this, and he says, the truth, because he's Shock. always fucking hard. The truth. That truth. Yep. Anyway, Mulder says he wants to find out what really happened to Charlie Morris nine years ago, and then Scully tells him they'll find out the truth when they find Fury, and then Mulder says if they find him, and if he's still alive. (laughs) And Mulder tells Scully that she saw what happened in there, and Scully says she saw a traumatised little girl who, for no apparent reason, has some connection to Charlie Morris. So Mulder's smoking the same crack as a psychiatrist (laughs) last episode, and says that all the evidence suggests that Michelle is Charlie Morris. Scully's like, Mulder, and he adds, short of her growing (laughs) moustache... How much more do you need to accept it? Oh, it is. So Scully's like, okay, so let's see that they convince Michelle's mother to bring her in for another session and it provides you with all that you could hope for. And Mulder nods, so hopefully he's like, yes, she's with me. Yeah. Finally, she gets it. She's on my side. Yeah, and then Scully's like, no grand jury is going to listen to that testimony. And Mulder looks away like a... He's just all... Yeah, he's just deflates. He's like, fuck off. <laughs> so then it's like, just let me be crazy. <laughs> I am crazy. <laughs> but, but I breathe. <laughs> 
She says that they still won't have any actual evidence before storming off and Mulder sighs like a huffy little child. Mm -hmm. We then cut to Mulder writing his notes from a recording of the hypnotherapy session and we get a super that reads FBI Regional Headquarters, Buffalo, New York. We get a voiceover because it's the X-Files and whilst Mulder sits in the dark with a desecrated doll, (laughs) like a fucking weirdo, the voiceover... He's got Jasper keeping up company. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm making a video! (laughs) So the voiceover basically tells us that Mulder doesn't give a fuck how the yeah. session went. He's right. Everyone else is wrong. Na 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 na. Anyway, the video jumps. Uh, Mulder gets up to rewind. He looks super fucking cute, and this distracts me from anything oh, else. So I'm not quite sure what happened here. So he's messing around. He's messing around with the video, and like, there's a voice or a presence. Turns out there's a presence. There's a foot. There's a thing on the on the video. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen at the time of my notes though, because I was like, I can't be bothered rewinding. So I Better. rewinded twice, and I was like, kept getting distracted. He yeah, looks really better. cute when he stands up to do the. Just God. trust me. Oh, the indigestion sent hard oh. this wine. So yeah, I wrote my notes. I'm sure it'll be explained there. <laughs> Just go it. So we then cut to Mrs. Fiore, who is on the phone, saying to whoever is on the phone that she wants to stay home so she can be there when he gets home. And then she says she'll speak to them soon before hanging up. I think so. Again, we've got to remind them. <laughs> so, yeah. also, is this bitch ever dressed? She's always in her yeah, pajamas. That's true. Yeah, make a, yeah, make I want to be Anita Fiore because apparently she just sits yeah. in her jammies all day and I'm up for that. That is loving the dream. Loving the dream. She is. Company. So she starts switching all the lights off and goes upstairs and then there's a knock on the door so she shouts Tony and runs to the answer the door but no one is there. Tony! <laughs> Tony! I gotta say it like that. <laughs> she, she looks around before finding an origami giraffe on the doorstep and it was Mulder just to prove his point. He's like, fuck you! I learned Japanese paper folding <laughs> overnight. We then cut back to the FBI regional headquarters Buffalo, New York, in case you forgot where it was. And Mulder and Scully are with the guy from earlier. He was in the composite image of Charlie Morris. And the dude said, I don't think we ever get his name, do we? So this dude, he's looking at the image of the recording and the dude says that the image on the recording was recorded in the room with Michelle. Scully asks how this is possible and Mulder says that there was a documented case in the 70s of a man from Porlock I think that's how you say it. Ohio, who could influence an un- undeveloped no, who could influence undeveloped film by creating shapes on the negative from his mind. The analyst guy says he doesn't know how much he can clean up the image, and then Detective I wrote Lazaro. We've, we've now established this <laughs> yeah. Lazard yeah. comes in and says she's tracked him down, and as in the, the guy that did the autopsy. And he's retired in Palm Beach. She then tells Scully she was right and that he backed up all the records. And then Scully's like, oh, "Yes, us, like us." pathologist or paranoid or whatever like that by nature. She makes some weird in the comment and I'm like, okay, Skulls. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Lazard gives the missing page of the autopsy that's been faxed over to Scully and Scully looks at it and tells Mulder and Lazaro, nope, Lazard, Lazard. <laughs> this is going to trip me up, that the missing page shows that Morris died not from the injuries he suffered, but by drowning. Mulder clarifies that Scully is suggesting that Morris was drowned first and then mutilated to make it look like a gang hit, and Lazard says that Dr. Yamaguchi said there were no signs of su- submersion such as goose skin or wrinkled flesh, except for around the face and head. Would there be that if you would, like if you were just sticking someone's face in? Because yeah. obviously they were like trying to jump, like scare him. Yeah. He would then fall out. I feel like there wouldn't oh. be any sign of that, really. I don't, yeah. Because you're not in it long. It's not like he was sitting there with his face submerged uh-huh. for a yeah. long, you know what I mean? Yeah, quam. Quam. Get <laughs> okay, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a good point. So Scully says that's right, which would suggest he was killed in a bathtub or a toilet. And I have no idea why she's limiting to these two things. But what? It's like a toilet. Really, Scully? So she keeps reading and then (laughs) some night out. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be mean tonight. So she keeps reading and then says that there was high levels of sodium or something like that. I could be fucked. Pausing to get all this. It was salt water, all right? Yeah. So she suggests that he was killed in seawater. So we then cut to Tony pulling outside his house with a duffel bag. He runs inside and shouts for Anita. She rushes down and asks where he's been. What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? I just said you said Anita and then I'm like, you know, you know, a bag. Anita bag? Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a Bart Simpson or Brown call. And uh, I said it as I was watching it. I was like, oh, oh I need a bag. No. I just remembered about that. Oh, it cracked me up. I need a bag. <laughs> the simple jokes are often the funniest. So she asks where he's been. He tells her to go upstairs and pack a bag. She asks why. And he says he thinks someone is trying to kill him. She asks, I don't know why I said that. Kill him. <laughs> kill him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. So he says he thinks someone's trying to kill him. She asks who would want to kill him. And he says... Who would want to kill you? And he's a capital A asshole. Yeah. And he starts screaming at her. Then, like, because she gets, like, all taken aback. Like, and, like, looks scared. And then he starts gaslighting her and telling her, basically, he's a dick to her. And then he's like, it's because I love you that I'm being a dick. So he's like, listen to me, go pack a bag. So then Tony goes away to pack. And we see creepy wee Michelle staring through the window with her expressionless face. So we then cut back to Scully and Mulder waiting for the image to be cleared up. They're off in the corner leaning over a table together. Take from that what you will. <laughs> and then the analyst shouts him over. They come over to look at his monitors and he waffles on about what he's doing. And Mulder rubs his eyes because he's a tired wee boy. And he doesn't give a no, fuck what this doc's doing to clear up the image. He's just like, just do it already. So his eyelashes look so long. Yeah, yeah, his eyelashes! They're Beautiful. so good. Beautiful, beautiful what boy. What a stunning man. The image finally appears on screen and it's the scuba diver from the fish tank at Anita and Tony's house. And the analyst and Scully both look confused, but then Scully looks over at Mulder and she's how focused he is. And she's like, what is it? He says, she said, so what, right? And Scully's like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so what? And Mulder explains, and this is why it's important to mm-hmm. know about Finding Nemo, because yes. we know those fish were saltwater fish in that <laughs> tank. So we know that's exactly. a saltwater tank. Educational. Yeah. Like, I went a whole summer where I watched Finding Nemo every night. That. I remember that. <laughs> Me and my sister can we all to get up to change the DVD so every night we're just like, ah, fuck it, we'll watch Finding Nemo again. again. So I used to know it like off by heart. Love Escape. That's funny. It's spell like escape. You can read. I can read. <laughs> Oh, it's such a great film. Love it. Love it. Speaking of Finding Nemo, shout out to Crush's Coaster in Disneyland Paris because it's the best roller coaster that the whole park has. Oh, nice, nice. Fucking great. You should go again when you go this summer. Yeah. Fuck me. I really need to correct him. I feel like I can't. No, don't. It's too awkward. It's too awkward. Just pretend you're going to Paris. I'm like, yeah, here's my photo. Yeah. (laughs) From last year. Yeah. Don't question it. Oh, dear. Anyway. So, yeah. So Scully's like, yeah, and Mulder explains that Charlie was drowned in his own tropical fish tank and the last thing he saw before he died was that scuba diver. Mulder then says they better hope that Michelle is at home tucked up in bed and he grabs the phone. Bit weird, Mulder. But sure. <laughs> we then cut back to Tony. Yeah, we then cut back to Tony and Anita and Tony is hurriedly packing some bags and then Anita comes in and shows him, <laughs> shows him the origami. <laughs> We've done this already. Yes. We've done this already. Jesus Christ. I need a bag. We've done too much wine. So she shows him the origami giraffe. 
She's like, look, Tony. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, we're not laughing. Dawn, and he said it this, and says that it was left on the doorstep. She asks if he knew anyone who would done it, who would have done it, and he just stares at it. And then Anita's like, tells him to answer. She's like, Tony, answer me. And then that's such a bad, I'm sorry, I apologize to everyone. And then the lights cut out. So Tony tries to flick the switches, but nothing happens. So he pulls out his gun and tells Anita, he's like, Anita's staying. <laughs> God knows. Right. Tony <laughs> tells Anita to stay in the room and keep the door locked. So the camera pushes in on the key that's in the lock, on like on the outside of the bedroom door, and the key then appears to lock by itself. Oh. Spooky. So Tony heads downstairs with his gun um, drawn. Weird place to pause. Tony heads downstairs with his gun drawn and starts searching the ground floor. We see a cable unplug itself and then wrap itself around his legs. He falls to the floor and drops his gun. When he reaches for his gun, it slides away from him on its own and then like he looks super spooked. Tony follows its path and then Michelle walks into the frame in a Canadian tuxedo. She's got double <laughs> denim on and exhibiting zero fucking emotion. Yep. As always, she stares at Tony, at who her. just stares at her. It's really odd because you immediately be like, what the fuck are you doing in my house, you creepy bitch? Exactly, yeah. Anyway, we see Mulder and Scully pull up outside and they're just like leisurely strolling towards the house without a care in the world. They're just vibing. Yep. And then they hear a crashing noise and then Mulder legs it to the door and he goes towards it and then it shuts. I'm guessing it was open so it kind of slams shut on him in yeah, space. Yeah. So I don't know if it's him that went to open it. It's so dark. So fucking we hear... Yeah, fucking Murray. I'm sure I've noticed this later. <laughs> we hear Anita shouting for Tony. She's like, Tony, what's happening? <laughs> Tony inside, and there's lots of crashing noises and everything. Scully pulls her gun out as Mulder tries to get inside. He goes to try a window, but then the shutter slams shut. We cut inside where Michelle is just looking at shit. <laughs> and it's breaking. <laughs> she is She's like she turning her like head it. left, right, and center, and shit's what, breaking. Smash. Yeah. But. Not the little girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking it's me. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> smash. Pass. Smash. <laughs> Double smash. Yeah. So we <laughs> fucking hell. We <laughs> This is the worst recording ever. <laughs> yeah. We so, oh, I've just lost my place. <laughs> hold on, hold on. If it's not chaos, I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> I do, because I need to edit this fucker. <laughs> so yeah, she's looking at shit and breaking it. Again, for the people in the back, zero is going on behind those eyes. <laughs> oh yeah, there's not a thought yeah. behind those eyes. So she keeps smashing shit while taking breaks to stare at Tony, who <laughs> still isn't saying anything. Scully shouts on Mulder, and he goes to find her at a side door or something, and which she totally could have got into herself, but yeah. she wanted to be all flurry and be like, oh, Mulder, come break this door for me. <laughs> yeah. She just wanted to make him feel like a big macho man. Yeah, she's got more chance of getting laid tonight yeah, if, yeah. if he's feeling good about himself. <laughs> yeah. So anyway... They go inside. We cut inside to the house where Tony has finally found his voice and he knows who, he knows Michelle's Charlie, apparently. So he tells her that they said they were just going to talk some sense into him. All he had to do was take the money. Why need to take the money? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So then Michelle looks at some fireplace pokers and shit like that. I don't know what it's called, but all the stuff for your fireplace. So they start shaking and then a poker flies towards Tony. But honestly, it's so fucking dark. Yeah, you fucking Marty, that <laughs> drunken moose. Yep. So there's zero light in. Yep. And so it must he's have hit Tony because he like holds his head and he's like, ah. and Michelle then starts firing vases at his head. <laughs> 
she's best, like. So Scully and Mulder, who have been doing God knows what in the basement, mm-hmm. finally arrive on the ground floor. Bit of a breath. And Mulder <laughs> tells Scully to go check on Anita upstairs. We cut back to the wee cycle Michelle, who's just pelting any glass ornament she can find off yep. Tony's head. Uh, Mulder comes in and he's like, Michelle, I'm going to know doing that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I know. Yeah. I'm going to know. Yeah. He's like, don't do that, Michelle. Come on now. <laughs> Trying to go on the naughty step. He's just like, right. Enough. <laughs> yeah. Wind your neck in. <laughs> then he tells her that this won't change what happened. Again, there is zero fucking emotion from Michelle. Oh, yeah. And people say David can't act, but let's not go. And by the way, I remember when I said before, I dissed her and I was like, hope she didn't go on that. Then. <laughs> Did you? I don't die. Oh, no. She's a voice actress. Oh, I'm like, right, I'm okay. glad you found your calling yeah, because yeah. it wasn't <laughs> happening for you. I hope she never listens to this. <laughs> She's, by the way, her voice acting career since a child to date. Right, okay. She's been in hundreds of things. Yeah, oh, good Very job. good voice, voice actor. She <laughs> must be loaded. So well done for you. Don't yeah. take anything I say. <laughs> I suppose the nineties, and you were like what ten? Yeah, so. exactly. Understandable. Yeah, I would have been acting my little heart off when I was in front of David. I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully not for a child, I mean. <laughs> so we then cut to Anita, who's still locked in her room, and Scully finds the key on the floor and lets her out. They both come running downstairs, where Tony is on the floor, and Michelle is just staring at him. Mulder's just watching on. Mm-hmm. He's not really doing anything. And Tony... T- Tony. Tony. Yeah. Tells Anita that he's sorry, and he knows what they did to Charlie. That he was part of it, and he never did anything to stop it. Or he never like said anything about it, confessed about it, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then Mulder and Scully are just like gazing at each other, like fucking couple of idiots in love <laughs> yeah. and Anita is in disbelief and then Gaslighting Tony says that he just mm-hmm. wanted to take care of her because who else would have done it what a prick, prick. so then a blue light is emitting from a Michelle apparently I don't know the room starts lighting up blue and she's like lit up blue it's very weird it's Shall- like either she ate too more, much blueberries like in oh yeah yeah Willy Wonka, yeah, Willy Wonka. oh I fucking hate that film it gives me the creeps so anyway this is happening everything starts shaking more stuff starts breaking that rhymes Scully and Mulder are just standing doing nothing and Anita finally tells Charlie slash Michelle not to hurt Tony anymore then there's a whole lot of shots of people just staring at each other and then the fish tank starts shaking violently for breaking which is such a dick move don't kill the innocent fucking fish you absolute wank so then the lights come on and Scully goes to take the gun away from Michelle's feet she's like don't think that's safe and we get a close up of the scuba diver tank ornament on the floor and then we get a voiceover from Mulder how's this over already when this took me forever to write I was thinking that but then it's been an hour and 45 minutes oh god so we then get a voiceover from Mulder as we see him walking along the bishop pool with Mrs. Bishop and a pair of them are watching Michelle and another wee girl play in the pool comes off a bit weird so Mulder says that Tony pleaded guilty to first degree Mulder after the fat grand larceny and obstruction of justice what are you laughing at he's a first degree Mulder <laughs> wow well, well, do you know what was funny <laughs> yeah. I wrote Mulder by accident in my notes but then I corrected it to Mulder but I never got rid of the capital M <laughs> so there you go so it says murder, but I've read it as murder. <laughs> no. First what a, degree what a twat. <laughs> oh. It's not abort it, but it's so funny. Don't abort it. No, we will abort it. No, I said it's not important. Oh, I thought you said don't abort it. I'm pro choice. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Mulder says that Tony pleaded guilty to first degree murder after the fact, grand larceny and obstruction of justice. Barbala and Felder's deaths were ruled as accidental and that no charges were brought against Michelle Bishop, who today took her first swimming lessons and had Mulder watching on like an yeah, absolute weirdo. Mulder and kids in bathing costumes becoming a thing. They need Yay. to stop it. They <laughs> yeah. don't know what they're doing here. Yeah. So Michelle claims to have no memory of the events and Mrs. Bishop and Dr. Braun have decided sorry, have denied Mulder's request for a second past life regression. End of field journal, April 19th, 1994. Agents of record, Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. Status unexplained. Cue the X-Files music. <laughs> and there we have it. There we have it. Rankings. What, Let me pull up what, what an spreadsheet. What an X. Experience. If you've listened to this live, yeah, yeah, witness history. <laughs> I don't think where is she going with this. Yeah, and we apologise. You've witnessed. You've witnessed something. The down spiral into alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> it's chaos. We love a bit of chaos. What is life without a bit of chaos? Exactly. We love a messy bitch. Do we think it's better than fire? Yeah. Do we think it's better than space? Yeah. Do we think it's better than gender bender? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely less offensive. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's better than Miracle Man? Yeah. Samuel, let Samuel <laughs> He's got the cancer. He's got the cancer. <laughs> I would say no. No? Good. So, the full list goes Squeeze at number one, Darkness Falls, Ice, Pilot, Tombs, Beyond the Sea, Eve, Young oh, yeah, and Heart, EVE, Jersey Devil, Deep Throat, Lazarus, Ghost in the Machine, Fallen Animal, Shadows, Conduit, Miracle Man, Born Again, Shapes, Genderbender, Space, and Fire. Fire. <laughs> I shall create fire. <laughs> Bit of Ice Age. Hey, ice Age, yeah. <laughs> Come back home, to Ice Age. <laughs> so, fans are out there. Let's do it. So, Kathy G. Kathy G. <laughs> says, this is one where I usually say, oh, this, this one. When it comes with my I don't reading. think she said Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, there's one question mark. Uh, when it comes up in my rewatch, but then finds it's not that bad. How is that for a ringing endorsement? <laughs> so this is the point where I can't help but focus on Jillian's pregnancy, which makes me <laughs> smile. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. There's something that you can tell her trying to hide her pregnancy with man. What did I say? What did I say? <laughs> Read it. No, I don't want to. So Bambi, which is at Mulder Mulder's underscore genes, says this is pretty forgettable for me. Try that again without laughing. So can I see here? So at Mulder's underscore genes, which is Bambi, Bambi. Not a legend. Yeah, this ep is pretty forgettable for me, but every time I rewatch it, I banshee shriek at Mulder <laughs> pulling that haggard ass doll out of his back. <laughs> so valid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long was he walking around with that? Someone arrest this man, and then you said, I'll put him in cuffs, and Bambi was like, ma'am, <laughs> and the gift is hilarious. Don't call me out, Emma. Uh, These tweets are anonymous. <laughs> Oh, funny. So, At Home with Spiders says, pretty forgettable. Had to look it up to be sure I had the right episode. But the kid is pretty creepy and the dude kills his partner and then marries his widow. What the fuck? <laughs> Good point. Killed <laughs> his partner. Whacked, whacked him. 
fed him to fishes. <laughs> nice snacking. <laughs> What's happening? So they say, on a positive note, maybe I'm the only one, but I love Scully's cute bangs. She's too adorable. Oh, yeah, she's so adorable. Cute. And at Joms Bryn says, <laughs> I like it. It's got great imagery, like the quick shot of the cot being thrown out the window or the reveal of the aquarium. Which I agree, yeah. It's quite nice how they did that reveal for each of them. Yeah. And at incidental underscore AO3 says anything with Maggie Wheeler <laughs> is a win for me. Yes. Yeah. I love Maggie Legend. Wheeler. We forgot to mention that Maggie Wheeler and David Duchovny. So they did. <laughs> so they did. I Y'all didn't see that gesture, but they yeah. smashed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know. I don't like the way your screen goes around. It throws me off. I feel like it throws me off yeah, too. It makes me feel like I'm drunk. <laughs> Are you not? No. You don't catch up because I'm I've got indigestion, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were on catch up before. Was, what happened, Emma? You alcoholic. That's true. Listen, lockdown changed me. I'm a change woman. At X-Files Fanzine says, I just rewatched X-Files Pilot three days ago just because my friend kind of had an interest in the show. Rewatched any X-Files yet, but the one that stuck in my mind would be the pilot where it all begins. The adventure of ultra hype Fox Mulvey and innocent Dr. Scully. Oh, yeah. Scully! So cute. Scully! Scully! <laughs> that is my favourite thing. Is that all our comments? Fight the future. Um, oh no, there's another one. Um, at Gutter Rabbit says the lone Buffalo-based episode, which of course reads nothing like Buffalo, even the surrounding suburbs makes zero sense. Way too tropical. Which I'm yeah, not... I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's, I... I'll take your word for it. Yeah, we'll take your word. Also, can I just say when I said I put out a tweet yesterday mm-hmm. saying about naming the episodes, mm-hmm. I'm so sick of trying to come up with the episode titles. <laughs> so I put out a tweet. Oh, you'll never find a girl like me. <laughs> and then someone, someone replied. Who's in the front door? Someone's the in the ghosts door. need to Stop. get... Stop! <laughs> That's why I don't want to ring doorbell, because I don't want to have to deal with the creepy shit that goes it's, on with it's it. It's low on Barry, to be fair. It's charged. She's on her last it. legs. Yeah. So you have to take it off and charge yeah. it. But the screws are so tiny, and it fell out the first time I took it off to charge it, and I lost it. Oh, no. I found it again, but I was like, fuck, it was on my step. So when I asked to name the audience... Name the audience. Name. I asked for the, the listeners to name the episode yeah. at Green Elf Oz. Remember the first time I was trying to figure out what? <laughs> yeah. Still I funny. Like, I can't read. <laughs> I can't read either. Her suggestion was: Did you see this? Was Jillian meets one of David's girlfriends, yeah. a Fred, born again? I was like, Oh, <laughs> shots fired! Brilliant. Because uh, he also went out with. The person that plays Detective White and mm-hmm. what's it called? Yeah, I don't even know. And there's another girl for three. Oh yeah, he fucked her. Yeah, and then we'd be quicker saying who he didn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tia. What's her name? Tia Leone. Tia Leone. Can get there. Harfe Jurassic Park. Harfe Jurassic Park. That's the one from. Yeah. Which I think is. My mum was trying to tell me he was married, and she was like, "From Men in Black." I not Men in Black. From Bad Boys. I don't remember her being in that. Apparently she had dark hair and that. And mom's trying to say it and I was like, I've no idea who you're talking about. And then she was, I was trying to watch The X-Files. And she, all I heard was her saying Jurassic Park 3. And I was like, what about Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> she was like, she's the mom in Jurassic Park 3. I was like, what, mom in Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> it all comes together. But she was like, oh, is he still married to her? I was like, I've no idea who you're talking about. And then I giggled. I was like, nope, cheat on her. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hoe. <laughs> we don't slut shame. No. Although we should, in that <laughs> situation, but we don't. 
it's not my life. So, <laughs> get what I mean? Oh, imagine if this wasn't recording. It better be. Oh. It fucking. Oh, uh, 156. It's about an hour shorter than our last episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, at least I have to cut less time. That's true. So, that's it for this week's episode, yes? Yes. Next week, it's our episode, what is it? Roland. Roland. No. <laughs> Another problematic one. Yes. But anyway, yeah. Another shit episode. Yeah. So, we'll see you yeah. next time for that. Yeah. In the meantime, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at the MSR Files Pod, or you can follow us on Instagram or TikTok at the MSR Files Podcast. And if you want to, <laughs> like you're nodding along, <laughs> all. and if I'm you engaging. want to send in your own paranormal stories, and please do, because not had one in ages. And I love them. I live for them. We love it. Send them to the MSR Files podcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter. Till next time. Bye. Bye bye. What is it we've got here? Um, Hardee's. Oh, another Shiraz. A Shiraz. Oh, we're having a Shiraz. What's oh, a Shiraz Cabernet? Mm. Oh. As does Chipotle. <laughs> That's good though. I like that one. Yeah, it's nice. That'll do. That'll do. No, that'll do. <laughs> so... Oh, I should have took some Amiprazole before this. So we then cut back to Scully and Mulder waiting for the... What Amiprazole? Have you got Amiprazole? I was just thinking that. Do you want some? Oh, I'd love an Amiprazole yeah. right now. I was just thinking... I'll wash you it down with my wine. I was like, wait, I have some. Ching, ching, ching. I'm so old. I remember when I didn't know what heartburn was. Yeah. Those were the days. Time. Scalp yourself. Scalp yourself? <laughs> oh. What a goodie pop that was. Yeah, that was a good pop. Oh, these are orange and pink. Mine are just plain white. I don't know if it maybe changes with Should it. Should get acid reflux? Yeah. yeah. Like to the point where I just couldn't eat because it was making me feel sick. Mm-hmm. So I went to the doctors and they gave me that. I was like, bro. Yeah, my arm's like that.
Yeah. Oh, nice. I can't remember now. What a shit show this always is, <laughs> honestly. We need to give this podcast up. So Never. Never. <laughs> it's the chaos. It fuels me. <laughs> so yeah, Tony goes away to pat oh we've done that. Thomas Shelf pass. <laughs>